Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. O Lord, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. O Lord, hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, O Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, O Lord. Jesus is your name. Jesus is your name. Jesus is your name. Jesus is your name. Oh Lord, hallelujah. Oh Jesus is your name. Jesus is your name. Jesus is your name. Oh Lord, Almighty God, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the Almighty Himself, we worship you. Thank you for January. Thank you for February. Thank you for March. Thank you for April. And now, Father, we are thanking you for May. Thank you for all the victories you have given us in the past months. Thank you for every blessings we have received, particularly since the beginning of this year. Oh, Lord God Almighty, we want to thank you for victory over coronavirus. Lord, please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Today, Lord God Almighty, we are praying especially for your children that are born in the month of May. Lord God Almighty, May being the fifth month of the year and five being the number of grace, we pray that all these your children will find favor with you, that they will find favor with men, that will be gracious unto them. We pray, Lord God Almighty, that you give them a new beginning, a new beginning of joy, a new beginning of success, a new beginning of promotion. In all areas of their lives, let it be well with them. And Father, we pray for all your children all over the world today. Please, Lord, send help to us. And wherever there are still wars, let there be peace. Please, Lord God Almighty, in a very, very special way today, bless your children. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 
Well, let someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Wave your hand to two or three people and said, Well, good evening. God bless you. And then you may please be seated. Now, uh, by the special grace of God, the theme for the June Holy Ghost service is going to be God Bless You, Part 6. And the subtitle is Peace Be Still. Now, today, as we are looking at God Bless You, Part 5, subtitled Overflowing Blessings, our text will be, our text will be Genesis chapter 1, verse 18. Genesis 1, oh, verse 28, rather. Genesis 1, verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Oh, stop there. Because the section we want to look at is replenish the earth. The word replenish means refill. Fill up something that has been emptied. In another word, he is saying, from your blessings, Bring blessings to others. Let your blessings overflow to others. Because you have been blessed, become a blessing. I mean, for example... When God says in Proverbs chapter 3, from verse 9 to 10, Proverbs 3, from verse 9 to 10, that when you honor him with your first fruit, and he says, he will bless you in such a manner that your band will burst out. It's not saying that the blessing that will come from that is to be wasted. It is to overflow to others. When he said in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, Malachi 3, verse 10, that if you bring all the tithes into his his storehouse so that there be food in his house, it's not saying that when he opens the windows of heaven unto you and pour out a blessing that there won't be enough room to receive, 
It's not saying that the extra blessing will be wasted. As a matter of fact, if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1, 2, 11, and 12, Deuteronomy 28, verses 1, 2, 11, and 12, where God says, if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all that he commands you. And he says, blessings will be pursuing you and overtaking you. He's saying, out of that abundance, you will lend to nations. Your blessings will overflow to others. I know that God has already blessed many of you. And just to be absolutely sure, let me decree once again, God bless you. Amen. But the blessing is to make you a blessing. Genesis chapter 12. From verse 1 to 3, Genesis 12, from verse 1 to 3, when God promised Abraham that I will bless you, he followed it immediately, and you shall be a blessing. All of you listening to me today, particularly those of you who are true children of God, from this hour onward, you will become a blessing. Amen. Now, we have defined at the beginning that a blessing is a summon to all forces in heaven and earth and under the earth. To help you to succeed. And we have been looking at some of the results of God saying, You are blessed. One of the results is one, you'll be fruitful, which means you will reproduce yourself. And the second one was, or is, multiply. Multiply is saying that not only are you to be fruitful, you are to be fruitful rapidly. He didn't say be fruitful and add. He said, be fruitful and multiply. So you, you will produce after your own kind, and you will do so rapidly, rapidly. And now he said, replenish the earth. He's now saying, your reproduction 
will be so fast, you will get to a stage that your blessings will begin to overflow, replenishing the earth. Now, when we say a blessing is a summon to all the forces in heaven, on earth, and underneath the earth, to help you succeed. The greatest person in heaven itself is God. Because in Isaiah 66 verse 1, Isaiah 66 verse 1, God said, Heaven is my throne. And so all other things that could be in heaven, the angels, etc., etc., uh, they are secondary. Today, in order that your blessings may overflow rapidly, we are going to look at certain things that only God can give. That you will receive in the mighty name of Jesus. And then you will overflow to others. You will help others as a result of receiving these blessings from God. Number one, joy. Joy can be in categories. I'm sure you already know that. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, Luke chapter 2, verse 10, we read about great joy. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, we read about exceeding great joy. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 8, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, we read of joy unspeakable. But all this joy, great joy, exceeding great joy, joy unspeakable, can only be found in the Lord. Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, In the presence of God, there is the fullness of joy. Consequently, the one who stays permanently in God's presence has the ability to be always full of joy. You are in the presence of God now. And so I can decree that your joy will be full. Now, when you have fullness of joy, you are to use that joy to cancel sorrow in others. 
when you hear, when you go through the scriptures, you will discover that the one who spoke about joy unspeakable is Peter. Is the only one who introduces us to that kind of joy, joy unspeakable. How did he know that there is something called joy unspeakable? Because he had it. How? <laughs> you know Peter now. Everything he does, he does it energetically. He fished all night. Even though he caught nothing, he just kept on fishing. That's Peter. When he wants to talk, many a times he will talk before thinking. Yes, he will talk. You remember the time when Jesus Christ was walking on the sea towards them and there was storm in the boat? As soon as Jesus Christ said, it is I, be not afraid. He said, hey, are you the one here? Yeah, ask me to come to you. Come. And he jumped out of the boat. He was out of the boat before he now said, wait a minute. Too. <laughs> what have I done? That's Peter. You know Peter. When he wept, the Bible says he wept bitterly. If he wept, he wept with strength. But when all of a sudden, after he denied the Lord three times, and he wept bitterly, the Lord came back and restored him to his lost position. <laughs> he knew joy. Joy unspeakable. If you are in his position, you will know. And so, when in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, from verse 36 to 41, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, from verse 36 to 41, when some people had sorrow, when Dorcas died, and all the widows that have been receiving help from this woman, Discovered that ah, their source of joy was gone. Who do you think they sent for? They sent for the man who knows what is called joy unspeakable. <clears throat> and Peter went there and turned their sorrow to joy. I remember one simple. Illustration. Years ago, I went to Ilorin. We've just arrived in the town. I was happy. I was glad. The work of God was progressing in Ilorin, so I was going to be with them for a couple of days. I was singing, rejoicing. And all of a sudden, I saw a little girl by the roadside, weeping terribly. We drove past, but I told the driver, hey, wait a minute, please, let's reverse. 
We reverse, we go to this girl. What's wrong with you? He said, my mother sent me on an errand. And I lost the money. If I remember correctly, it was just 50 kobo. And in those days, 50 kobo is a, is a currency. It was, she, this girl was soaking wet in tears. So I put my hand in my pocket and gave, him the money, gave her the money. Ah, you could see the joy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. As he began to speed away. Now, that day, I didn't know who was the happier, the girl or myself. The God has given me an opportunity to wipe away the sorrow of someone. I decree to every one of you listening to me today, from now on, whenever you arrive, sorrow will depart. Another thing, another blessing that only God can give is peace. It's a tremendous blessing called peace. And you know that peace is also in categories. A gift from God. Because in John chapter 14 verse 27, John 14 verse 27, Jesus Christ said, Peace I give unto you. My peace I give unto you. Not the kind of peace that the world will give. Not the kind of peace you get when you, you are drunk. When, when you are trying to drown your sorrow. When, 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 the, when the alcohol fades away, the sorrow will come forward again. He said, I'm giving you the kind of peace that the world cannot give. And peace can be in categories. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, he said, The Lord of peace himself grant you peace, always by all means. Peace. Always by all means. We can talk about other categories of peace, but you, you know, you know the Bible. The Bible says, great peace have they that trust in him. But then in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, Philippians 4, verse 7, the Bible talks about the peace of God that passes all understanding. The peace of God. Peace so great. That you can't even understand it. Now, when we talk about peace, that kind of peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding, when you have that peace, you are supposed to use the peace to help others who are going through some turbulence. We know, for example, that Peter, the same Peter I mentioned earlier on, he had that kind of peace. Why? He had seen that peace 
demonstrated before. In Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41. Mark 4, 35 to 41. When they were in a boat with the Lord Jesus Christ, there was a storm. The Lord was sleeping. And uh, when the boat was filling with water and they were about to drown, they said they woke him up. I am sure Peter is the one who woke him up. Master, don't you care that we perish? That is his language. I know Peter. And the Lord got up and spoke just a word. Peace be still. And all of a sudden, all was quiet. Peter had seen it it before. He had seen it so much that when he was imprisoned in Acts chapter 12. You can read it from verse 5 to 11. Acts 12 from verse 5 to 11. They were going to kill him the following morning. They had killed his brother. The one who imprisoned him had killed his brother. He knew that tomorrow they were going to cut off his head, but he was sound asleep. Ah, what kind of peace. There are some of us here listening to me. Whenever there is a little problem, we have prayed, and yet we won't sleep throughout the night. And the Bible, that songwriter says, you cast your body on God and just leave it there, leave it there. Oh, I thank God for giving me that kind of peace, because once I've prayed, particularly when I'm sure that uh, there's no quarrel between me and God, hey, I sleep. (laughs) I remember when I was telling people that I sleep like a baby, somebody said, Maybe you have not been around a baby for quite a while. Uh, Babies don't sleep that soundly anymore. (laughs) But I can sleep standing up because of peace. That kind of peace, that kind of peace of God that passes all understanding, I decree God will give to you today. Peter was sound asleep, so they had, the angel had to beat him hard to wake him up. Read it, it's there in the Bible. So that is why, again, when these widows had their storm, the widows are referred to in Acts chapter 9, from verse 36 to 41. Acts 9, 36 to 41. Who did they send for? It was Peter. This man understands what it is to have peace in a storm. And when you have that kind of peace, it's so that you can flow over to others who are passing through storms so that you can steal their storms. Peter got there. There was commotion. The widows, this one was saying, look at the dress she made for me. Look at this, what she did for me. He said, hey, move out. Let's have some peace. And by the time he finished, there was peace. 
Remembers not too long ago, we were traveling, I think, what is it, from London to Nigeria, and uh, quite a few people who knew us were on the same plane, including a very famous evangelist and his wife. And as soon as we finished eating, I fell asleep. And then there was turbulence. <laughs> very severe turbulence. The plane was shaking badly. I was fast asleep. In fact, the shaking was making my sleep deeper. <laughs> and then there was concern. But the evangelist was the one who was testifying. He said he got up and looked in my direction to say, Daddy, what are we going to do? He saw that I was fast asleep. He turned to his wife and said, there's nothing to worry about. Daddy is sleeping. And I still remember one occasion. Not too long ago, we went to, I think, Mexico for one program, Holy Ghost Service. And then that night in the hotel where we were staying, suddenly there was an earthquake in the old place. And the hotel was shaking badly. So everybody in the room ran downstairs. And one of my children saw one of us who, if, when I, if I mention his name, you will know him. I said, Shalom, Pastor. The pastor said, No Shalom today. <laughs> <laughs> no shalom today. The, the hotel is about to, about to fall. You are talking of shalom. But when they waited downstairs for about 15 minutes and they didn't see me coming down, ah, they said, let's go to sleep. Daddy is not coming down. It means there's no problem. I pray in the name that's above every other name. That whenever there is a storm and they send for you, your presence will steal the storms. Yeah. And then another blessing from the Lord is prayer. You say what? Prayer? Are we not supposed to be calling on God on, on our own effort? Hmm? Ability to pray. Particularly the kind of prayers that will be answered by fire. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God, a gift that summons the Almighty to come and help you. Because in Jeremiah 33 verse 3, Jeremiah 33 verse 3, the Almighty God said, if you call on me in the day of trouble, I will answer you. Many a times we do not remember that when trouble comes. It takes the special grace of God to remember to pray. And to be able to pray until answer comes is a special gift from God. The reason many of us have not received answer from God is that we stop too soon. And at times God will want to delay to just to encourage you 
to pray more. But there are some people who are naturally gifted. They can pray. And there are some people that God loves so much that by the time they've been praying for an hour, the answer is already there. If you are one of such people, what should you do? Use your ability to pray to help others. Your blessing is to overflow to others. As a matter of fact, James chapter 5, from verse 16 to 18, James 5, 16 to 18, asks us to copy Elijah. I was a mighty prayer warrior. He prayed, fire fell. He prayed, rain fell. He prayed, revival for a whole nation. And at this stage, let me thank all of you, my beloved children. Thank you for praying for Nigeria. Thank you for asking for mercy for Nigeria when I ask you to fast and pray. Don't listen to anybody who says it is by their own wisdom that coronavirus is now subdued in Nigeria. It is because you prayed. You asked God for mercy. And God heard. And in the mighty name of that Jesus Christ, there will be no third wave. Because I want to encourage you too that we need to pray again. We have problems of another kind in Nigeria, so very soon you might be summoned to pray again. Don't be afraid. I didn't say you'll be summoned to fast again. (laughs) I said you might be summoned to pray again. We need to pray against all the problems that we are facing. And God will answer when we pray. You see, why must you help others with your prayers? The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 13 to 15, James 5, 13 to 15, he says that if anyone is sick, they should call for the elders who will anoint them and pray. You know what that is saying? God is saying, if your own prayer is not enough, look for somebody who can pray better. And if you are that person who can pray very well, use your prayer to help those whose prayer had not been enough. If you are one of those people that when they call on God, God will answer almost instantly. Use that blessing to bless others. You remember the story of one of my daughters who came to us and said, please, sir, I need help. What's the problem? She said, a strange woman had taken away my husband. I have four children for my husband. He had moved out to go and live with a woman with five children. 
and none of the five children is his own. She said, I have prayed. I have fasted. I have done everything, but I have been defeated. So I said to her, that's no problem. We will pray. The strange woman will be dealt with. I said, we will pray. God will start a quarrel between your husband and the strange woman. And your husband will come and beg you. Ah, I'm not asking him to come and beg. Let him come home. And we prayed. Shortly after, there was a quarrel between the man and the strange woman. And the strange woman said to him, don't you know that your head is not correct? If your head is correct, how can you leave four children at home and come and stay with a woman who has five children? And none of the children is yours. The man said, you are correct, you know. There must be something wrong with my head. And he packed his loose, came, knocked at the door of what used to be his home. My daughter opened the door. He prostrated. Please, will you take me by? Ah, just call me. I don't know who this one is for. But every stranger causing trouble in your home, I decree right now, the Almighty God will uproot them. Another thing that you get, a special blessing from God, from which you are to overflow to others, is the ability to praise God. It's a super blessing. Ability to praise God. Because there are some of us, for example, <laughs> we can't even sing. When we sing, everybody near us will probably want to say, maybe it'd be better if you, if you keep your voice low. Some of us are croakers. But some people can sing beautifully. And then, how many of us can ever play an instrument? Probably that's why the Almighty God says, just make a joyful noise. <laughs> if you can't sing, at least you can make a joyful noise. Probably that's why the Almighty God says that if you cannot play any instrument, at least you can clap your hands. That's why he said, clap your hands. Oh, ye people, you can play an organ, you can play a guitar, you can blow a trumpet, uh, you can shout and you can clap. Let me hear somebody shout hallelujah. Because the blessing of praising God is a great blessing because it draws God near you. In John chapter 4, from verse 23 to 24, John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, the Bible says, God himself will be seeking out worshippers. The Bible says in Psalm 67, Psalm 67, you can read verse 3 there. There's nothing wrong if you read the whole of uh, Psalm 67, anyway, read the whole of Psalm 67. The Bible tells us that when all people will praise God, 
it will send down fearful blessings. That's how important praise is. But then, if you have the special ability to praise God, use that ability to help others. We all know David. He had a very special ability when it comes to praising God. You can hardly sing like him. You can hardly play a harp like him. And when it comes to dancing, you can't come near him. He's the one who said in Psalm 34 verse 1, Psalm 34 verse 1, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. What did he do with that ability? Well, if you read uh, 1 Samuel chapter uh, 17 from verse 15 to 23, 1 Samuel 17 from verse 15 to 23, is praising God alone. Drove out demons. In other words, when King Saul was troubled by evil forces and they brought in David and David began to praise God, even the demons ceased from tormenting the king because they wanted to listen to the music maybe. Your praise can bring relief to others. Your praise can draw God near to somebody who needs the presence of God desperately. I told you once, when we went to Haiti to go and inaugurate our church there, we went, we can only get the visa to Haiti in America. We went to America went to their embassy just to collect their visa. We thought we'd just walk in and get the visa. Oh, no. They kept us there from morning to evening. As a matter of fact, we had to contact the Nigerian embassy to contact them before they finally gave us the visa. So by the time we arrived in Haiti, the crusade was on. And I was worn out. Oh God, how am I going to preach here today? But then glory be to God, I went with my minstrel. At the time, Kule Ajay had been worshipping God for a few minutes, power came. That's why every church needs a good choir. If the choir sings very well, God will draw near. And you know, if the hand of God is on your pastor, he will say what he does not even plan to say. The Almighty God who can lay his hand on an ordinary ass and the ass will speak with the voice of a man. You can imagine what he can do when he lays his hand on your pastor. But in some churches, when you listen to the singing, you will know why there is no presence of God. <laughs> because some song will even drive out the Holy Spirit. If you have the ability 
to praise God. Use it to help others. And then there is this blessing that you get from God. It's called faith. A tremendous blessing. Because if you have faith, then you are able to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you have faith, Mark 11 from verse 22 to 23, Mark 11, 22 to 23 says, then you'll be able to move mountains. If you have faith, according to Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Mark 9, verse 23, you can achieve anything. Jesus Christ says so. If only you can believe, nothing shall be impossible unto you. So, if you know you are a man of faith, then use your faith to help others. I'll give you an example. Matthew 15. From verse 21 to 28. Matthew 15 from verse 21 to 28. The Bible tells us of a woman who came to Jesus Christ and said, Lord, have mercy on me. My daughter is grievously vexed of the devil. She was not the one sick. She was not the one being tormented by the devil. It's somebody else. You know the story. God didn't answer her a word. The disciples who could have helped her said, Master, drive her away. She's too noisy. You know the result. Matter went on, on to an extent that Jesus Christ said, I can't give the bread of children to dogs. The woman said, fine, I'm not asking for the bread. Just a crumb. The Lord looked at her and said, woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto you as you have asked. She used her faith to obtain deliverance for someone else. Now, I know that we, we know, you, you, you know the Bible very well. Oh, I, I can't ask God for faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is true. But this woman... <laughs> Wasn't a hearer of the Bible. She was a Gentile. Oh, I know faith comes by praying in the Spirit. You can build on your holy faith. Praying in the Spirit. I know that. But this woman was not baptized in the Holy Spirit, too. How did she get this great faith? There is a faith that is a gift of God, a gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to encourage every one of you tonight, when it is time to pray, that's one thing you should pray for. Father, the faith that is the gift of the Holy Spirit, give it to me tonight. 
Because when you have that kind of faith, not only will you be able to move your own mountains, you'll be able to move mountains for others. That kind of faith that will defy death. That kind of faith that will say, no way, I don't agree. Death, you can't have my child. Death, you can't have my friend. I refuse trouble. I refuse tragedy for my precious friend. After all, it is written, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Bind on earth means forbid. Loose means allow. And for every one of you listening to me today, I forbid death. I forbid sorrow. I forbid tragedy. I forbid failure. I allow success. I allow promotion. I allow prosperity. You remember the testimony. I got a phone call from Zambia. Daddy, your daughter had an accident. That is the man who was my representative in Zambia, or the lady who was my representative in Zambia at that time. She had a head-on collision. Somebody just collided with her, her car. Daddy, we just wanted you to know so that you can get ready for the loss. I said, what are you talking about? Oh. I just came out of the hospital. The doctors have told us there's no hope. Uh, I said, no lie. They said that, sir, even if she lived, she will be a vegetable. She will never again be able to walk. She will never again be able to travel. I said, no lie. By the special grace of God, my daughter is still running up and down the whole world working for the Almighty God. And I say right now, with the little faith God had given me, every false prophecy concerning you, Nalai, use your faith to help others. Let your blessing flow, overflow. Others. Let me talk about just one more so that you can have plenty of time to pray, and that is anointing. Definitely, we all know that anointing <laughs> is a tremendous blessing and it comes from God. Because anointing activates your destiny. I mean, your own personal destiny. Because in Acts chapter 13, from verse 21 to 22, Acts 13, 21 to 22, we find it written that God himself said, I have found a man. I have found David, a man after my own heart, who would do my will. God has found him, that he was still in the bush, looking after sheep and goats. I have found a man 
He sent Samuel to go and anoint that man in the house of Jesse. For Samuel chapter 16. You can read it from verse 1 to 13. For Samuel 16 from verse 1 to 13. Samuel came to the house. Hey, the one God is going to make king is here. And Jesse began to bring forth the boys. The biggest one first. God said, no, not this one. The second one, not this one. Stop to the seventh one. Uh-uh. Samuel said, God, you sent me to this house. God said, I, I don't make mistakes. You know, he finally asked the father, have you any other son? He said, yeah, there remains one. It's not a kinship material. That's why I didn't present him. The man of God said, we won't sit down until you bring him. At that stage alone, I can even say to those of you who are listening to me, in the name of the God who called me, all those who can help you and are delaying, from now on, they won't know any rest. Anyway, so they brought David and they anointed him and the destiny became activated. When you are anointed, anointing will destroy your yoke. You know that. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Anointing will destroy yokes. When you are anointed, anointing guarantees your protection. Anointing is a great blessing. Because Psalm 105, verse 15, Psalm 105, verse 15 says clearly, Touch not my anointed. But that anointing must overflow to others. It must overflow to others. It would take care of your own problems, but it shouldn't stop there. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, Acts 10, verse 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good. He didn't stop in one spot and say, hey, here comes the anointed. He went about using the anointing to do good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. With your anointing, you are to help the helpless. With your anointing, you are to decree an end to curses. Second Kings chapter two, from verse nineteen to twenty-two. Second Kings two nineteen to twenty-two. The men of Jericho came to Elisha. We are in trouble. Help us. He used his anointing to decree an end to the curses in their lives. You have to use your anointing to help your city. When Samaria was under a siege, so terrible that women were eating their children. In Second Kings chapter 7, from verse 1 to the end, Second Kings 7 from verse 1 to the end, the, the man of God, Elisha, made a decree 
that within 24 hours the siege will be over. And I hope you will join your faith with mine, join your anointing with mine, and together we decree that the siege of Nigeria will soon be over. And the siege on your own country, wherever you are listening to me from, will soon be over too. When you are anointed, let your anointing flow to others. Because in 1 Samuel chapter 22, from verse 1 to 2, 1 Samuel 22 from verse 1 to 2, the Bible says when David went to hide in the cave of Adullam, the people who gathered together to him are the people who are in distress, the people who are in debt, the people who are in trouble, the people who needed help will always congregate to the man who has the anointing to deal with their problems. At the end of the day, the anointing rubbed off on them. By the time you get to 2 Samuel chapter 23, you can read it from verse 1 to the end. 2 Samuel chapter 23. The Bible tells us that those vagabonds who gathered together to David became David's mighty men. They became mighty because of the anointing. Let your anointing flow. It was a very funny story of a friend of mine. We were visiting America, and he insisted that we should visit his house. So we went, we visited his house. After we left, he began to boast to his friends that the Jew came to my house. I will show you. This is the chair he sat on. And so his friend began to come. Anytime they had a problem, they would sit on that chair and pray. <laughs> and within 24 hours, their problems would disappear. And so friends began to tell friends. And this funny man said, ah, they want to turn my house to Mecca. <laughs> he said he took the chair into the bedroom and bought a brand new one and put it there. He said, after all, they won't know the difference. But what he didn't know is that the anointing soaked all the way into the ground because the people kept on coming, sitting on the new chair and having their problems solved. Even as you are listening to me now, I decree in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that part of the anointing that God has anointed me with will flow out to you. The Almighty God says, you are blessed. Amen. He said, be fruitful. And you will be fruitful. Amen. He said, multiply. And you will multiply rapidly. Amen. Now he said, replenish the earth. Your blessing will overflow. Which is why, again, I'm appealing to those of you who have not given your life to Jesus Christ. You don't know what you are missing. You don't know what you are missing. 
There are tremendous blessings that are meant for children of God alone. Why don't you come and give your life to Jesus Christ? And he will bless you with joy, bless you with peace, bless you with strength, because the joy of the Lord will be your strength, bless you with success, bless you even with anointing. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Stop cheating yourself. So wherever you are now, if you are in a church setting, why don't you run to the altar and cry unto the Almighty God, ask him to save your soul, tell him you want to be a child of God. If you are in your home, why don't you go on your knees before the Almighty God and say, please save my soul. I don't want to miss all these blessings any longer. If you are driving, it might be a good idea if you park now. If you are listening to me by radio, park now. Spend a couple of minutes surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. He wants to bless you. Stop cheating yourself. And those of us who are already children of God, one of the ways your blessing can overflow to others is that you can intercede for these people who are surrendering their life to Jesus Christ now. Pray for them that the one who saved your soul will save their own souls also. Let's intercede for them for a minute or two. Let's pray that God will give them genuine salvation so that they will become partakers of the blessings of the Almighty God. Let's pray for just a minute or two. If you are crying to God for salvation, ask him to be merciful unto you, to forgive all your sins, to wash you clean in his blood. If you are a backslider, come back home to him. Say, Lord, I've drifted away, now I'm returning. Have mercy on me, take me back into the family of God so that I can continue to enjoy the blessings of a child of God. Let's pray for these people for just 30 seconds more. And then I will pray for salvation and we will move on from here as I will join you live from the altar at Redemption Camp. Let us pray. Oh, almighty God, how wonderful you are. We bless your holy name for your word today. Thank you for the blessing. The blessing that will make us fruitful. The blessing that will make us multiply. The blessing that will make us replenish the earth. The blessing that will overflow. Thank you for your blessings. Now for these people who have decided to surrender their lives to you today, please, Lord, receive them all. Amen. Save their souls. Amen. Let your blood wash them clean. Amen. 
Please, Lord, write their names in the book of life. Receive them into the family of God. As for backsliders who are returning to you, Lord, receive them also. So that they too can begin to enjoy your blessings. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Now, for those of you who have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I rejoice with you from the bottom of my heart. And I want to promise you from now, I'll be praying for you. Uh, With all humility, I can tell you that when I cry to God, he hears me and he answers. So I'll be praying for you. But I will need to know your names, your address, and your prayer request. If you are in a church setting, the counselors will attend to you now. If you are not, try and locate the nearest redeemed Christian church of God next to you. Tell the pastor you have given your life to Jesus, and he will tell you what to do next. God bless you all. Let someone shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. We appreciate you, Heavenly Father. There is none like you. Thank you, Lord. Let's begin to round up our prayers. Let's begin to round up our prayers. And it shall be so in Jesus' name. The Lord will bless you to overflowing and you will begin to lend to nations. In the name that's above every other name, your overflowing blessings will reach out to many generations. Every plan of the enemies to attack your source of joy is frustrated tonight in the name of Jesus. The Almighty God will grant you joy unspeakable in the name of Jesus. The living God himself will use you to wipe away sorrow from several families, from your community, and from your nation. The Lord will grant you peace in all areas of your life. And he will use you to steal the stones of others. In the name that's above every other name. The almighty God will answer all your prayers. And he will use you as as an answer to the prayers of many people. The faith that is the gift of the Holy Spirit 
the living God shall release upon you today in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every false prophecy concerning you, they are cancelled tonight in Jesus' name. In that name that's above every other name, whoever needs to help you and who is delayed, beginning from now, they will have no rest until they deliver your help in Jesus' name. We decree in the name of the Lord Jesus that the siege over this nation be lifted this month in the name of the Lord Jesus. The siege over every nation that is listening tonight, we command that it shall be lifted tonight in the name of Jesus. We decree in the name of the Lord Jesus that tonight it will anoint us afresh. And we shall use that anointing to heal nations in the name of Jesus. Every other prayer that you are praying tonight, whether it concerns your life individually, or your family, or your community, your organization, or your country, it shall be answered in the name of Jesus. Your life shall become a testimony. So shall it be. Because we are prayed in Jesus' name. Before we go back to our seats, just one or two minutes, we are going to pray for our parents in the Lord. And I want you to pray this prayer with all your hearts. The living God himself raised them up to be blessings to the whole world. This is our time to support them in prayers. I want you to pray and lift up your voices to the living God and say, Heavenly Father, we commit our Father and the Lord and our Mother and the Lord to your hands. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will strengthen them from, from, from within. You will encourage them yourself. You will comfort them from all sides. You have raised them up to be blessings to the whole world. They will continue to be blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your very purpose for their life shall be fulfilled. You will watch over them and watch over all the members of their family. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We decree in that name that's above every other name. That no evil will come near any of the members of their family. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let your amen be louder. 
Let your amen be louder. God bless you. As we are preparing for our Thanksgiving, the Lord said, we should tell somebody here tonight. He said that incurable wound in your life is healed tonight. The Lord said, there's someone here, you have had, you have attempted suicide several times. You hear that voice that tells you to hand it all. The Lord said that particular spirit that wants to terminate your life, he has separated it from your life. The Lord showed us a well full of water which had dried up. The well used to be full of water in all seasons, but now it's dry. And the Lord said, I should tell that person, he said, your well will be full of water again. (laughs) Brethren, from the word of God that the Lord has sent to us from our Father and the Lord tonight, there is no doubt about it that your overflowing blessings are started already. It is therefore time to say thank you to the God of the whole universe. And we want you to do this with all your heart because the Lord loveth a cheerful giver. So as we go to um, the baskets to drop our Thanksgiving offering, Make sure that you rejoice and give cheerfully. God bless you. Unquestionable, you are the Lord. Unquestionable, you are the Lord.
Blessed Father, we bless your name. We thank you. We thank you for, this, for our thanksgiving today. We thank you for the word of life that are brought unto us today. We thank you, Lord, for overflowing blessings that are released from the throne of grace into our lives. Father, accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. These are the thanksgiving offerings of your dear children. Both those of us who are giving on site and those who have given online and those who are yet to give, blessed Father, we pray, you will release your blessings upon this thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh Lord, that when others are saying there is a casting down for us, we shall say there is a lifting up in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that all your children who have come around to say thank you today, we pray, they will never lack all the days of their life in the name of Jesus. By virtue of what has been given in all the countries of the world, where this particular program is being here at this point in time, release your blessings in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. God bless you. Praise the Lord. I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled, Saved, to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706-497-9797 Or plus 234-810-383-0237 Or plus 234-803-722-1550 Or plus 234-805-504-1394 Also you can send an email to altercall at rccg.org. Thank you, and God bless you.